Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Behind the Wheel Podcast. My name is Dan, and tonight I am joined by Diary of a Trucking Mum, aka Laura. How are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. How are yourself? I'm all right. I'm fine, thank you. But this is the second night on a, on in a row that I've recorded, and it's been gone eight o'clock since I've recorded. <laughs> That's my fault tonight, though. So sorry for sorry about that. Nah, don't worry yeah. about it. It's fine, honestly. I I normally like to do it at like five, six o'clock because I'm normally finished by then, but eh, is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, well, like I say, I was, I was hoping to be finished by then, but you can't help those that load you, can you? <laughs> hey, we all know that in this industry, nothing ever goes to plan. No, I'm, I'm learning the hard way. I'm learning the hard way. So. Yeah. I'll, so I'll. I'll just get into it. So how long have you had your licence? I have had my class two for nearly six years now, but I haven't really actively used it. And I took the leap and did my class one last year. Um, I started started on weekends for the company I'm with now um, while I was still working my other job and I was doing a little bit of driving for them. But once I'd caught the bug, that was it. And I moved over here at the end of August full time. So... Yeah, six, seven months now. Right. And see, all this is going to be fresh to you, but I know they've changed the how you do your tests now and stuff, haven't they? I mean, I, I've been driving 13 years, so I've been driving a long time now. But Yeah, it was really weird when I, uh, when I did my class one. Because when I did my, I mean, I took my trailer test before everything changed and you didn't need it. Um, and everything was like done yeah. at the test center the same obviously the same with your class two because you can't uncouple that but when I did my class one last year it was kind of done and over with in two and a half days which I found bizarre it was fine um, because I'd had experience shunting and stuff like that but I did a full day's driving on the Monday uh, did a bit in the morning on the Tuesday did my reverse and coupling test and then on the Wednesday I was suddenly in that morning for my test and that was that I was done you can go out on the road now and it was like what <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, they've slightly changed it from when I did mine. I did mine. See, there was no. It was wasn't separate when I did mine. It wasn't like but the uncoupling and coupling. You're reversing and, and coupling is not done by an examiner. It's done by somebody within the training company that's been given the. I suppose they've done some training, obviously, to pass you. But you don't actually do it um, anywhere with an examiner from the DVLA. Now it's done in house as such. Right, yeah, because I didn't, I didn't have any of that. Like I said, I've been driving too long now. But I, uh, mine was just literally there's two and a half days, two days driving, learning, half a day for your test. There you go, you passed. You're on, you're on the road yeah. basically. It's it's scary, really. I'd have preferred to have done it the older way, if I'm honest. Um, it put a little bit more pressure on me to, kind of, I was kind of very relaxed about it because I was like, oh well. I've done that half of my test and I've passed. So if I fail tomorrow, it's okay. I've only got to do the driving forward again. Because you get a year once yeah, you whereas... pass once you pass the reversion and the coupling, you get a year on that to be able to resit your test with the with an examiner. See, that's a long time that. That is. And I, it well, it's not worrying as such, but you think, oh God, could you imagine if you couldn't get back into your test for like eight, nine months and all of a sudden, you go out on the road and you go, oh, hang on, I haven't reversed in nearly a year. To be honest, I've seen people reverse and um, <laughs> they need to re- go and retake the test. Hey, mate, if you'd have seen me today, I, it, <laughs> I, I don't even know how I passed my test, but I did. <laughs> but we all have our good days and bad days, I suppose. It's just one of them things, isn't it? Hey, I still have good and bad days. I tend to have bad days when I've been off work for a while. So say like when I have my two weeks off in the summer and I'll come back and as soon as I get out the first day, my reversing just cocks up and I'm all over the place and makes me look like a new driver because I don't know what I'm doing. And yeah. Oh, six months down the line, I still, I'm still run of the litter when it comes to, to drivers. <laughs> Honestly, I've been going to Aldi for a year now and it, I still they see me come in and first name terms and they're like, "How long have we got to wait before you're on pay?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'd give it, I'd give it fifteen, twenty minutes." <laughs> <laughs> I've even oh, had a shunter. Well, I've even had a shunter come across to me and go before, like, "Wow, you you got on that bay really quickly today." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I know." 
<laughs> I'm, I'm in shock too, mate. <laughs> I'm in shock too. <laughs> which Aldi is it? Which Aldi do you do? Um, we do a couple, but the one we deliver to at the minute is Afferston. So we spend a lot of time down there. Um, so it's the bays are quite awkward because you've got the trucks parked in front of you. There is there is plenty of room. I'm just really dramatic. Yeah. I'd much rather be able to get myself straight, but it is what it is, isn't and it? it? <laughs> the thing is, with that one, yeah, it is what it is. But that one compared to the others, is there's no there's no buffers on the floor, and it's just a brick wall. Oh no, we're we're around the front, and there's them big yellow posts, like the big yellow guiding post things now. Um, I only know that because I uh, I might have accidentally hit one today, but <laughs> <laughs> we all hit them. Uh, that's what they're there for. So I keep telling myself. <laughs> and there is a yeah, just keep telling yourself that. Yeah, that's all you've got to do is just keep telling you. See, we go around the other side. We've not done it for a while. I don't, we used to do cereal there. We used to do three loads of cereal in there, but I don't know why we don't do it anymore. Um, but yeah, there, there's there's nothing like that on round the round the bike, and it takes the piss to get unloaded as well. There. Yeah, well, we have it varies for us. Um, it depends whether we've got just shippers or normal, um, like normal loads on. Um, like some days you can be in and out in 30, 40 minutes. Then other days, like on Monday, for instance, and on Sunday, I was in there for nearly three hours, and you're like. You're handballing these potatoes off. Because <laughs> obviously... So down you don't Afferston, unload yourselves, do you? We're not allowed to, no. Not down at Atherston. See, the we rules, have to. The on the ambient changed. side, you have to unload yourself. Yeah, no, we don't. Oh, you lucky sod. Oh, I know. I'm, I, I, that's why I don't complain when it's a couple of hours, because I think, well, I just have a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, I don't. I say that. I go drop my keys off, well, and I'm like, I'll, yeah, I'll go fair. and have a nap. And then I'm like, oh, I'll just clean my lorry, oh, and then I'll just hoover my carpets. And then I end up outside polishing my tank or something. I'm like, what am I doing? Okay, now it won't last two minutes in this weather. No, it don't. But I'm just, I'm just, I'm trying to get on top of it so that come better weather, it's not as hard a work to get into. Because, um, well. You know what it's like when you first start a tank. It's uh, it's a bit awkward, isn't it? See, I've not. I cleaned all mine a couple of months back. I did all my catwalk. I did it all because I I was parked up for like eleven o'clock. So I did. I spent like three four hours doing the whole tank, everything, and then I went for service, and they put too much fifth wheel grease in. It went all over my catwalk. So I thought, why the fuck am I bothering? Yeah, there is that. Um, I mean. I do get it on my catwalk, but it only goes on the central part, so I'm not. It's not too bad, and I don't get too um, wound up about it because my lines are pretty long, and my for whatever reason, my fifth wheel's set a bit further forward than everyone else's. Um, right. So they like loop down and nearly touch the catwalk, so it's not something I'm gonna unless I move my fifth wheel back, which I just don't do if I'm honest. Because knowing my yeah. look, I'll probably not clip it back in right, and I'll set off down road, I... and I'll leave the trailer where it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, "Wow, this load's light." See, <laughs> I do all mine during the. Su I do all mine during the spring and the summer, and this happened last year. I spent like two hours in the yard. I'd done all my tank. I'd done all the catwalk. I'd polished all the body, everything, and then I went upstairs. And I said, all oh, right, what am I doing tomorrow? He said, oh, you're going into a quarry. I was like, you're a fucking cunt. Sorry for my it's language, sod, but... Sod's law, that, isn't it? Sod's law. Two hours. So I give up now. I just, I give yeah. up. Yeah. See, all of our work is either farm or RDC. So it's kind of like we, you expect it with ours. Um, like, for example, tomorrow I have a farm in the morning and I've got an Aldi run. So I can't avoid it. It's... Especially in weather like this, because you yeah. the second you get onto a farm, it splashes up, and that's that's that. Uh, we've done the odd farm here and there, and they're not very nice. I must admit, they're not very nice places. Shout out to anybody that can deliver to farms every day, all day. We we do quite a lot of farms, um, and where we deliver to and collect two out of them, we um, although they're like mucky and stuff, they're pretty they're, they're pretty decent places, and the farmers and stuff we meet there, and the loaders, the they're actually, I've not actually come across a bad one yet. 
Um, I remember a couple of weeks ago I went to a farm and we had that really we had that really strong wind and this little old guy come out bless him and he he was dangling on the curtain with me trying to keep it down <laughs> and like some places you just wouldn't get that. No, I mean he was probably no. fed up of me blowing about in the wind people. in his yard like. <laughs> Say, kind of looked like a budget scene out of Titanic while I was dangling on it. We load out of. Yeah. You don't do curtain ciders, do you? Or do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got curtain ciders, fridges, do, and yeah. we've got a flatbed, yeah. So one of ours, I won't name names. And to be honest, nobody from work listens to this anyway, so I'm I'm all right. Not, unless my boss has started <laughs> listening. But one of ours went into, in that in that really high wind the other day, and said driver didn't um is very green so they're still like new so like yourself yeah. and weren't told to like tie tie the curtains down and the wind blew the curtain straight up over the trailer and the pole went through the roof oh crikey that is that is something um, that would happen to me down. i'm not gonna lie i know to pin my curtains down but i just know the look i have it would just be like nah we'll just uh Sod it, let's blow on the top. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, uh, my my, uh, it was my worst enemy tends to be when I when I pull the pole out, it tends to uh, when I step away to go back down the trailer to pull the curtain, it tends to smack me in the back of the head. That that's my new it one. Hurts, at the minute. It? Yeah, yeah. I'm still waiting for it to knock some sense in, but one of these days it'll come. <laughs> It's happened to me and it's still not knocked any sense into me, so I won't worry about it. <laughs> One of these days, it might hit the right place, eh? <laughs> well, it might, I don't know, but it hurts regardless of whatever it does. It fucking hurts. Oh, absolutely. Especially when you're like least expecting it. You're like, oh, it's not that windy. And you turn and all of a sudden the world's like, the universe is like, oh, no, gust of wind. Here, have it. Yeah. Even if it hits your hand, especially in this, like, it's, it's cold at the moment. So it hits your hand, yeah, it even hurts yeah. on your hand. So when it cracks your head, it fucking really hurts. I know one of ours <laughs> a few years ago stood up, opened his side locker and stood up. He was getting his ratchet straps out and he dropped one. And as he stood up, it hit his head on the corner of the, the side locker and split his head down the middle. Jesus. Yeah, Again, that is probably something I'll end up doing. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> I, can, I can just say, I'm always, honestly, I'm always wary my, of it. Uh, my transport manager, when I ring him now, he just goes, what's happened? There's not. I don't get hello anymore. Are you all right? I get, what's happened? <laughs> what's happened? Yeah, my conversation are, normally starts with, don't worry, I've not hit anything, I've not hurt anything, and I'm not in the first aid room this time. But And then he's like, oh, God, what? <laughs> But there's always a but. Yeah, well, I'm the type of person that traps a finger in a pallet truck. How exactly? How? <laughs> exactly. How? <laughs> well, I, I clicked the handle to release it, and apparently I didn't move my thumb quick enough, and in it went. Ah, that must have hurt. Oh, it was it was sore. Um, but... In the end, they loaded my trailer for me, so it was a win-win. Yeah. I mean, I've got a bit of a dint on my thumb nowadays, but hey, war wound. Hey, you learn. Well, they all keep saying in the yard that they're going to get me a warning sign for the front of my truck. <laughs> oh, caution. Approach with, approach with caution. Yeah, well, two of them. I either get called Vin Diesel because I had the um, I was in the yard one day and was fueling up. Went to put the hose into the truck and the the handle blew off and it was just it was just a stream of diesel and I couldn't get it to stop. Yeah, so I get uh, Vin Diesel or Wreck It Ralph's wife because I just smash everything apparently. Why that? Um, I had an accident in October last year where the load shifted through the bulkhead of my trailer and smashed into the back of my cab um, all through Ooh. an emergency stop. Yeah, it was a, that was a learning curve, I'm not going to lie. 
Um, and then a couple of weeks later, I was parked in a lay-by eating my dinner and another lorry driver pulled out around me. But rather than pipping his arm and getting me to move forward a bit, he decided that he could absolutely squeeze past and then smashed his trailer off the back of mine and just drove off. Oh, wanker. Yeah, scratched all down the side. And, I mean, where I work, they're absolutely amazing. There was like, look, that's not something you can help. It's just one of them things. But the guilt you feel from it, because um, I used to work for a trailer rental company, so I know how much the equipment costs, and you're like, oh, my God, I know how much that repair's going to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, things like that can happen, can't they? We've had it here, little bumps and scrapes. I remember when I first started, I I got um, an IV call when I started. And the door was bent. Um, yeah. So every time it rained, it used to leak through the, the driver's door. So you'd get absolutely soaked. And I said to him, oh, why no. aren't you fixing it? He said, oh, because it's going in a few months. He said, you're just going to have to persevere with it. And what had happened, sort of similar to you, the driver had been, he was either asleep or just having his break in the lay-by. And a Tesco's wagon sideswiped him. And it bent Jesus. all the door and everything like that. It's so, not so funny, much actually, like funny story you kind that. of like. Oh, go on, sorry. Um, I met my dad at a truck stop in Scotland, and he says, "Oh, why don't you put your truck through the truck wash?" So I was like, "All right, cool." So I put my truck through the truck wash, and I didn't know at this point about the the damaged door. So you can imagine oh, how much water shower. flooded into my cab. I'd have been yeah, sat there with an umbrella on me. Through two towels. <laughs> oh, I got absolutely drenched in my the whole my seat, my pants. I went through two towels, kitchen, everything that I could possibly find to mop this water up, and it was just flooding through. And I was like, "There's just no way of them stopping the truck wash." <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh, I'd have been livid. I mean, I've been quite lucky. I've been spoiled with trucks since I started. Um, yeah, I've been I've been pretty spoiled with trucks from the get go. Um, when I started part time last year, I was driving the nineteen plate round Scania, um, and then when I moved over to the firm full time, I did go into the older one. But as soon as a newer one became available, I went into the sixty five plate. Obviously, I had my accident, and then they moved me into an eighteen plate, um, and all of them are looked after. So it's. Don't get me wrong, this has got its odd bumps and scrapes from other people and stuff, and obviously I've put my uh, two pence into it as well. <laughs> but <laughs> You've got to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's got a lovely little, um, I like to call it marking my territory, where I miss the pin. Um, the, the lad before me didn't put his handbrake on and rolled it into a lamppost, so it's got a little bit of a war wound on the front. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really know what happened about that, but I just know that I need a, a front. <laughs> it's been repaired and there's nothing wrong with it, but I'd like to take my truck to a show, so I would to. So I think the lads in the garage are just like, oh, for God's sake, we'll sort it. <laughs> so you're lucky we don't get that. We just get it patched up and back out on the road you go. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been it's been repaired to the like as, as well as they could, and... To be fair, there's not actually anything wrong with it. But because I'm nitpicky and I'm like, oh, I take it to a show. I'm taking it to a show. I booked it in for a show. And they're like, right, okay, we get it. <laughs> but I think that stems from me oh, uh, having a doing? bit of ADHD. I'm going to the Switash truck show. Um, I booked onto that one because I would have – I got I got told I could go to Peterborough, but then I missed out on tickets by a day. So – um, I mean, I got to take one last yeah. year when I was there part-time. I took one of the older lads' wagons, um, and it was a really good experience. I mean, I've been to him before when my partner was working for a firm. Um, back in 2007, decided I'd do a handstand competition with another company and broke my leg. <laughs> you broke your leg? Yeah, yeah, I broke my leg at Truck Fest in 2017. Oh, shit. Um, Were you drunk? Yeah. No, I'd only had two drinks, um, <laughs> but I, I went, so I went no, up then. into a, yeah, no, not really, um, went up into a handstand, went over the top, and as you do, you try to put your leg out to stop yourself from getting winded, and stabbed my ankle. Ow. Whizzed me off to hospital. 
Um, the, well, it's funny because I was in the first aid room and they was like, oh, it's just a sprain. It's just a sprain. I was like, OK, OK, no problem. But it's, it's really hurting for a sprain. He was like, yeah, so I'm guessing it. Got to the hospital and the x-rayed me and they was like, that's broken, but it's broken to the point it needs an operation. But we're not going to do it here because you're not from round here. So we'll put a back slab on you and we're going to send you back. So off I went back to truck fest <laughs> with crutches and a pot. Um, that was an interesting uh... night's sleep. I'm not going to lie. Um, my partner's mum and dad picked me up on the Monday, took me home. My mum took me up to the hospital I was under at the time. Um, the nurse there was like, no, no, it doesn't need an operation. That's it's absolutely fine. It's just a, it's just a fracture. So I was like, oh, okay, no problem. Went into the fracture clinic on the Friday and he was like, it needs an operation. You need a, a metal plate in to secure it. And then that was it. I was booked in. I was in, um, they repotted it. Um, to put my foot in the right place to see how broken it was, and it rebroke the bone. Um, that was a very painful experience. Um, and then I ended up having an operation on the Sunday, so now I uh, I sport a little metal plate and eight screws in my ankle. I mean, it'd have been cheaper for me to buy a t-shirt from Truck Fester's memory, but oh, from a handstand, yeah, I've not done one since. <laughs> In all the years I've had horses oh, and everything I've fallen now. He was as drunk as a fat. He was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> he was just like, okay, this is happening. <laughs> oh, I think yeah, this was so, before kids. Uh, just before I had my, I had a second operation on it at the end of August and then found out I was seven weeks pregnant two weeks later. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus. Well, best, at least it healed by the time is, the baby was here. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, he was born three weeks after the year anniversary of breaking my leg as such. Uh, the, the first year anniversary, sorry. <sighs> so I've had my metal plate in as, as long as me and my partner have been together because we'd actually only been together two months by that point. So... That was clearly a deal signer, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a bit. Jesus. He drives as well, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Yeah, so does his dad. So we're a bunch of lorry drivers. So but. what got you into it? Like, was it to obviously not follow your husband around because that would be a bit creepy, but... Was it no. to follow so you could do sort of similar? Have you, have, you no. had back, have you had it in your family or is it just something it interested you? I took it when I come out of a relationship in the uh, beginning of 2017, I kind of took an interest in it um, because where I kept my horses at the time, there was lorries coming in and out. And I was like, oh, I'd love to have a go at that. Um, mm. Obviously, breaking my leg, having a baby pushed it all back a lot longer than I would have liked to have done. But then said lorry that came into the yard was Daniel and obviously then we started seeing each other so it became more of a um it became more of a bigger thing in my life um and then obviously I took my class two just as I'd found out I was pregnant struggled to get any work and then I went a couple of times with him um and I was like I really enjoy this and then last year because my mum helps us out an awful lot, um, I was in a position to go full time. So I took the chance while I could. Nice. Yeah, that's nice. And it, I don't want to pry into family, too much into family life because it's personal business and you don't have to tell me. But does it, I, I think you've said before that he works nights, doesn't he? Yes, he works nights, so he'll go on a Monday and then he'll come home on a Saturday. So we don't really see each other in between there unless we're, unless like on Friday where we pass on the M1. Um, and I'm like, hi, husband, bye, husband. <laughs> oh, he's a night tramper. Yeah, so he drives overnight and then obviously sleeps through the day. How does that work? I mean, I've seen people do it, and I know we do it We do it here because without naming companies, we we work for... We pull for similar contractors. Yeah, um, yeah. But how the hell does he sleep during the day? You could balance Daniel on a wash line and he would sleep. Um, oh, he really? sleeps. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You could put. You could pack him in a train station and he'd, fall, he'd go to sleep fine. 
Oh, well, I suppose it's perfect job then. Because if, so, you, cause if you can yeah. sleep during the day, you can sleep anywhere, can't you? Yeah, I mean, there is days where he gets disturbed and stuff, but he, but he doesn't really have that problem. Like I say, he sleeps really well. Um, I don't know how he does it because I couldn't. I had a, a fridge on the other week and it was the first time I've nighted out with one turned on and, oh, my God, I think I got about three hours sleep. <laughs> I was like, no, this isn't for me. This isn't for me. <laughs> I'll I'll stick to me uh, nice, my box work. I think if I'd have realised I could have turned it on constant, I'd have been fine. But it's the first time I've ever had to really switch a fridge on work-wise. Um, obviously, when I was working in trailer rental, we yeah. switched them on to make sure the fridges were running and stuff before they went out on hire. But I've never had to really pull a load that required the fridge to be on. Um, where I've nighted out with it, um, if our fridges have been on, obviously, like you'll know, you, once you've unloaded, you can turn your fridge off and off you go. But that was the first time I've done one where I've had it on overnight, and I'm like, yeah, no, that's not for me. <laughs> Hats off to the the lads and lasses that have the fridges running on the back of them overnight or through the day whenever they sleep, because Christ on a bike. See, I but, used to do it before I started here. I did fridge work for about six months. I just used to yeah. turn it off. I think I was a bit more At cautious night. because it, it wasn't one of our loads. Um, we was doing a back load on behalf of another company. So I think I was just yeah. a little bit more wary of it, and I've not pulled anything but our own potatoes. So to me, it was a new, again, it was another new thing to me. So I was like, well, I best turn the fridge on because it's a plus two temperature load. And I was like, I don't want to get mm. there in the morning and then go, well, we're rejecting it because it's warm. Yeah. I mean, they probably wouldn't have done, but it would yeah, just I be my luck. Yeah, I hated that company that I was at, so I just used to turn it off. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, so I see I'm I've I've really landed on my feet with where I am. Um I mean I'm with a company called EPAC and Sons. Um and they're a brilliant firm to work for in my opinion. It doesn't work for everyone, but they they take into consideration that I have William to sort and my my life is the way it is with Daniel working away. Um and I just don't think there's many firms that accommodate that at the moment because obviously it's not just the firm's fault. Obviously, there's a lot of places that are like, we need this by six, we need this by what time? Whereas luckily here, we've got the work flexible enough for me to start a bit later or if I can't do the nights out, it's not a big deal. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, our yeah, firm's like and- that. My place is like that. They're accommodating. Yeah, they've, they've been absolutely brilliant with me. And, like, when I had my accident, they didn't absolutely tear me a new one. They was like, look, it happens. Mistakes were made. Let's learn from it. And it was just moved on from there. And it's not been – you don't have it chucked in your face. I mean, don't get me wrong, alt drivers make a joke and stuff. And, like, obviously I, I get called Wreck-It Ralph's wife and stuff like that. But that's that's fine. But people don't <laughs> – nobody gets nobody gets malicious about it. Um, you know what? No, which... you, you've said that a few times now. That's what that's what the podcast episode is going to be called. I'm going to call it Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to get a plate for my truck out. Of... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah, 100%. It, it has to be now. It has to be. We uh, we, we had a running joke Wreck, here. Wreck It Ralph It's only happened we'll over the last few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, just... I'm sure your bosses see the funny side in it. See, I'm I'm so fortunate. Like where I work, my transport manager is, oh, he's ace. I really hand hand on my heart. He is such a genuine person, and he he's so funny with it. Like when I rang him this morning, because before my second cock up, then getting stuck where I was this afternoon, I um, I I didn't quite miss the pin, but I didn't get it in the fifth wheel, and it got jammed in my fifth wheel. And he'd come round to me shaking his yeah. head and he was like, do you know what? When you started here, I had a full head of air. And then he took his hat off because it's not got a lot now. And he was like, now look what you've done to me in six months. I'm like, well, just think of what's going to look like in a year. <laughs> <laughs> but you can have that joke with him and it's not It's not like um, you're not kind of got your back up like, oh, I best, oh, God, I've done another error. And I'm like, I just ring him up and I'm like, I've done something again. And he's like, oh, for God's sake. But the thing is, is as a new driver, and I experienced this when I first started driving, is you've got to get 
the mistakes out of you. Not everybody's perfect, so you've got to get these little these little niggling mistakes out of you because it'll make you a better driver in the long run anyway. I know, but in two months of driving, I don't think writing off a trailer is a little, a little bump in the road, is it? <laughs> See, I've done a lot worse. It knocked it knocked my confidence. Um, I will think it, and I know there's been worse accidents. Oh, it will do. Uh, but to me, it was a massive thing, and I was like, every time my fifth wheel locked or anything like that, the bang would scare me. Um, I'm only just sort of got mm. over it now, if that makes sense. Like, it bangs, and I go, oh, there we go, I'm in. Or, well, sometimes I'm like, oh, God, was that the back of my cab or was that my fifth wheel? <laughs> but, like, when I first went back yeah, after my accident. It does fill you with worry. It, yeah, it, was, it would trigger panic attacks in me because I suffer with anxiety and stuff. And then I'd be sat in the cab like nearly in tears and all I've done is hook up to a trailer. Yeah. Now I don't. I, I, I fly under them and I I, it bangs and I'm like, well, hey. Yeah, I understand what you go through with things like that because my missus suffers with things like that. So I'm, I'm fully on board with things like that. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not nice. Yeah, and I think... I think um, if you don't have experience with somebody that has it or you have it yourself, then it's really hard to explain to people that worry because people are teaming the ad and they're like, what are you bothered about? You literally just put it on. And I'm like, I can't, I can't explain the panic it sets off in you. But then that panic leads to another panic and you're like, oh, God, what if I do it again? Then that triggers me to panic about something else. And then I could be panicking about what the dog's having for its tea by the end of it. <laughs> and I'm like, I have, I'm walking up to a trailer. Why am I worried about the dog? <laughs> But that's that's just unfortunately how my brain works. Yeah, I I see it firsthand when my missus my missus suffers with it, and I have to be supportive of her, and I always am, and I I, I I'm never going to understand it, and I'm support I suppose your husband's the same. If you don't experience, if you don't know what you're going through with it, then you're never going to truly understand it, are you? No, and I mean it does it does make the job a little bit more challenging because you've got to sort of try split yourself off from panicking and stuff like that i mean i've uh, i've just been diagnosed with adhd which explains a lot um but even yeah. that in itself is a challenge because the stuff you do um like you'll find your own little regimental ways of doing things and i like to keep my truck clean and it really upsets me if somebody borrows it and doesn't and other people are like why are you so bothered it's not yours and i'm like but I need that to be how it is to feel okay. And everything yeah. has a place. And if it's moved, I'm like, oh, no, that doesn't, no, no. <laughs> I was the same when I worked in an office. Everything had its place. I'm... And if somebody, nick, somebody nicked a pen, I was ready to correct chop them. See, I don't know whether I'm like this because I'm very clean free. I like my, my wagon clean, tidy. And I don't like anybody else driving. And I fucking hate it when somebody else drives it. It drives me insane. As long as I've got a heads up so I can put, I can lift my carpet in my driver's footwell and put my rubber mat down, I'm fine with it. Um, because a lot of them know not to touch my stuff because I'm a right windy little bum. I, I don't hold back. Um, probably my it just kind of rolls off my tongue and I'm like, oi! <laughs> They're like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> Shouting at all the drivers because they're moving things in the wagon. Oh, I do. I'm like, was it you? And they're like, no, it wasn't me. I'm like, but was it you? Who was it? Who was in my truck? Did you see my truck go out last week? <laughs> they're like, oh god, calm down. Glenn's like, well, just, just not send it out. Just, it's fine. Pack it up. See, I, I caught one of the nightmen trying to take mine out the other week. I remember you saying in one of your podcasts, actually. I remember listening to that one. Um, like I say, I don't. I understand that a truck doesn't earn money when it's sat there, and I get that. But like I say, as long as he gives me a heads up that it's going to get used, I can sort of move stuff. Um, and I put stuff like my sat-nav and yeah. stuff in the cupboard that locks, and I take the keys home with me so they can't get in it all week. I mean, things like that come on with me. Laptop comes on with me. Tablet comes on with me. Um... Yeah, I even hide my pen with a Christmas have, tree on it because I'm a bit touchy about that. 
See, I'm paranoid like my air fresheners. I've got air fresheners with the podcast logo, and I'm paranoid about like air fresheners getting nicked and stuff. Yeah, I can I can sort of see that. See, nobody in our yard really bothered. Like, I've just had all the curtains and stuff put in mine, and I've got my light board up, and they're like, why are you wasting money on it? And I'm like, well, you're, you're not going to nick it, are you? Let's be honest. No, I don't think... I, I think you're going to know if somebody... A pen you can sort of... It's not right, but you can sort of get on board with why somebody's going to take a pen if they this haven't is, got it. No, this is how bad I am. I have my pens. Light board, aren't you? No, I have I have my pens, and then I have pens that if anybody uses my truck, that they can use them pens. And I'm not bothered if they go missing. <laughs> but if they take my pen, then there's a problem. <laughs> so, uh, I, mine only gets used around the yard on a Saturday now because I fucking... Not kicked off, but I pulled my fucking face about... Because a, a lot of drivers are scruffs. Yeah, see, I'm quite lucky where I am. They're... Um... They're all really clean, and a lot of the trucks are kept clean and stuff. I mean, like I say, they don't have, like, me and you, where we've got all our own personal touches to it, but they are all pretty clean, but they don't, like, necessarily like us where they'll kick the boots off on the step. And they're like, where's well, a carpet? It'll hoover, and I'm like, but you're doing farm work. <laughs> I just put the rubber yeah, mat down. See, a lot of ours is dirty. A lot of ours is dirty work, a lot of it, apart from the RDC stuff. And that's why yeah, I say seventy percent like of say, work. the rest of it is. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm quite like I say, I'm quite fortunate. When my truck is used, it's used respectfully. Um, I've only ever had one footprint issue, as I'll call it. Um, but it soon dries and hoovers up. But it's not the point. But like I say, they're all all the the lads I work with and the the other girl that's there. They're all really respectful of my stuff, and they know what I'm like, and they just know that it's not worth the earache. No, I think my boss has started to realise that now it's not worth the earache. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I'm one of these people that I just can't let it go. <laughs> I can let it go. I'm just... Like when I phoned him when I was stood next to the guy trying to take my wagon out, I'm like, he's not taking it out. He's like, well... It needs to go. I said, yeah, but I've got to be in the working yard at three o'clock in the morning. I was like, it's not going out, in it? <laughs> yeah, see, stuff like that, I understand. In... See, if um, ours don't really go out, like, it just tends to be when I'm on annual leave um, that mine gets used. Um, otherwise, it's just like the yeah. odd day off, like I'm off on Friday. Um, mine will just stay in the yard. Oh, see, now mine doesn't. I was off last, not last Friday, the Friday before. Um, a man was double manned, so because they were trading somebody. Because I know it was double manned because I took all my carpets and put them on my bunk, and there was footprints yeah. all over the cab, literally everywhere. Oh God! So that's how respectful they are at our place. Oh no, I um, like I say, I really have fallen on my feet. At- packs because like I say they all they're all respectful even the mechanics they both of them know what I'm like and they they'll chuck a paper thing down if they've got a jumping cab for whatever reason or I am I am pretty yeah. I'm gonna go with the word spoilt <laughs> I'm spoilt with workplace if that makes sense yeah but it's nice it's nice to be spoilt isn't it yeah yeah, it is, it, is, it is a nice place to work, in my opinion. I enjoy it, and I love my job, so. And that's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, I'd love it more if I didn't keep making mistakes, but hey-ho, we're human. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, mistakes happen. My, my take on this is, is you've got to concentrate for so many hours, no matter how many hours you work in a day, whether it's 5 or 15 or anything in between. You're concentrating for that length of time, you're bound to make a mistake. Yeah, yeah. And even little factors into it, like I I don't get distracted easily as such, but if I start to worry about my blind side, I forget about the other side and then I'm like, Oh my god, I've really I've really jacked this up here. Um or if I don't yeah. quite get it lined up and I'm back and forth. I've had I've had it before where I've I've been back forth, back forth and then got stuck between a truck and another truck. And I'm like, how on earth have I managed this? 
Um, but I've always been very. Fo- I've, I'm always. Um, I'll ask, I'll ask for help when I need it. I won't struggle. Um, I'm quite. I'm quite ballsy in that type. I'll get out and I'll be like, "Look, can you help me in? Because I'm crap at this." Um, I mean, I was. In, nice. I was in. Um, I was in. Well, I was in collecting earlier, and these two lads were studying the little yard, and I was trying to reverse onto the bay, and I was like, "I'd move." No, I'd move a bit more. Then I'd go out my window, and I'm like, "I'd just move out the way completely," because I was like, "I will squish you." <laughs> And I mean, they laughed. I mean, we ended up stood there for six hours talking because we were all stuck there. But um, and they were both really nice lads. But and they they said the same because it was on about the fact that I um, bumped the bottom bar of the trailer earlier. Um, and they was like, "Look, we all make mistakes." Because you get the typical, yeah, "Oh, it's because you're a female driver." But the sex of me does not affect how I do my job. Hey, there's there's blokes that are fucking useless, so I wouldn't I wouldn't even worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> it is a massive thing, though. Again, like being a female driver, um, people seem to be like, "Oh, you're a female." I'm like, well, "What difference does that make?" That's like trying to compare Albert it's... Einstein to the Queen. They're two different people. <laughs> yeah, I think it's not so much male dominated anymore. I mean, when I started driving, it was. Barely any women driving wagons. You see them all the time now, so it's not—it's not even like it's a foreign thing anymore. You just there's just a lot of women drivers now, and there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, because no, but the, like you say, there is a lot of us, but people still think it is such a male-orientated industry, and it's like, well, unfortunately, in a, this day and age, it isn't, and a lot of people still think it's a man's job and it's a man's world, but it just, it isn't. It isn't. The thing is, I mean, hats, right? off to, hats off to the girls that do the big work, the big heavy machinery and stuff, because, yeah, they've got some balls. I want to get I a, there's a couple of them that I follow on Instagram. I want, I want to get them on the podcast. I really do. I want to, I want to know that side of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're people I aspire to be. I'd love to be able to do what they do. Um, but it doesn't make what I do any less. No. And I have to no. remind myself of that. But, but it's... See, the low load of work, like, the specialised stuff, that's that's hard. Like, that's physically hard because you've got to chain it down and all that sort of stuff. Whereas, yeah, that's, I mean, this with the that's great, what I say. our line of work. Oh, it's easy. It's easy compared to what they do. And hats off to the, the girls that do do it and prove that girls can do it. Because it's it's them that show the world that it isn't just a man's man's world anymore. No, no, it's definitely not. No, it's definitely not. I mean, I'm a bit of a fanny, right, if I'm being honest. Question. I'd probably crap at it. <laughs> right, I've got some questions for you. Um, okay. Good and bad things about the job. Uh, good and bad things. Um... Well, as I said today, like I say, I'm I've fallen on my feet with this job. Um, bad things I would say about it is the facilities for truckers, not just females. Um, they're just they're just not where they should be for the the amount of time it's it's been a, a thing. Um, they still seem to be like years and years behind what what people need, and they just it is what it is. <laughs> I think it's worse for women. I think, and this is not like a sexist thing or anything like that, but I genuinely think the facilities are a lot worse for women than what they are for men. I think when you go to anywhere and you look at facilities, they don't think, oh, we've got female truckers. They just go, right, we'll make sure there's men's stuff then, and they forget about the girls. And it's yeah, like, well, actually, there's as many of us now as there is you. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Um, oh, my phone just fucking clicked off. Um, what's the most random thing you've seen on the road? Uh, uh, I remember when I first passed last year, I was on my way to pick up a trailer from Manchester. I was um, picking a brand new Schmidt's trailer up and I got onto the A18 and they closed all the road and I thought, what the hell's going on here? There was a gentleman walking down the motorway and the police were just driving behind him very slowly. 
And I was like, oh, what? what? I was like, what? What? <laughs> what? Yeah, just having a steady stroll down the motorway. I thought, well, if you don't think you've well, got nine lives, then I don't know what. Yeah, 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 clothes on, thank God, because that would have made it really weird. <laughs> hey, it wouldn't have been the strangest thing that I've seen, believe me, it wouldn't have been the strangest thing. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's, that's. I mean, like I said, I've only been at it, I'd say, a year now um, with being part-time, but that's that's got to be one of the weirdest things I've seen. Yeah, I could do I could do a whole podcast on weird shit that I've seen while I've been driving. <laughs> really, I've, honest, honestly, I honestly could. I've seen some. Re- do you know what? Right, I said this to a mate of mine at work, and I always say that I think I've seen everything, and then something else happens, and I just think it just I shake my head and laugh now. <laughs> I'm sure I've got all that to come. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, you have, you have. Wait till you get, <laughs> wait till you get flashed. That that's that's happened a good few times. Oh God. <laughs> male and female, my I add. Male and female. Oh well, I'm in for a treat then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I worked in care for I worked in care for eight years. Way. I worked in care for eight years. Nothing surprises me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it is when it's a football a coach full of lads going to football and they're all fucking sticking their asses out of the windows and everything else. Oh god. Yeah. Um what's the scariest thing you've seen or what's happened to you while you've been on the road? It would have been my accident. Um because like I say it was just yeah. one of them freak accidents. There was nothing that really led up to it. It was just an emergency break that went wrong. All because happens. somebody decided. Well, it's all because somebody was impatient and decided to shoot up and cut. They cut one car up, then cut me up, which caused me to stop like I did. And if they'd have just had a bit of patience, then I probably wouldn't have had the accident. But it's one of those things, isn't it? Yeah, but do you think that people, a lot of a lot of car drivers lack this? Yeah, it's. Is it, I, I really, I really believe that there should be a piece in your when you're doing your car test where you have to sit in some sort of HGV sort of computer techie tech, and they experience what it is like to be yeah. able to pull out of a junction quickly, or to be able to find a space on a roundabout, or something like that, or even just driving down the road when they they get right in on your left hand side and you're like, I can't see you anymore. Either put your foot down or drop right. back. I think it'd only take, you'd only have to do an hour. You could do it as part of your theory test or anything. It would literally take, you'd only have to be in the wagon for an hour and you could tell a car driver how one of these operates, where you fly and everything. I think it would, it would show a lot of people that it's not just, because you hear a lot of people like, we just sit on your ass all day and it's like, well, actually, no, we don't. We make one wrong move and you're toast. My lad said that to me the other day when I was at home. And he said, Dad, I'm tired. I was like, I've been up since three o'clock this morning. I was like, do you not think I'm tired? He went, yeah, but you sit on your ass all day. Yeah. I don't mind it so much when kids He's say nine. it because obviously they don't have the, like, well, we appreciate that sort of thing. They haven't had to experience that kind of that kind of world yet. And I think when they get older, they'll be like, okay, maybe they don't just sit on their ass all day. But I think as a kid, you're like, well, all you do is sit behind a steering wheel. Oh, I got dead defensive within me. I really got defensive with him. It really pissed me <laughs> off. So I think I'm still at that stage. My little boy's only four. So I'm still pretty much like, yeah, yeah. Well, me and daddy just sit behind the wheel. It's fine. Has your lad been with you yet? Or has he been with your yes. husband? Yeah, he's been with both of us. Yeah. He is Loves absolutely it. truck mad. Loves it, yeah. Anything truck, tractor, and he's gone. Yeah, well, he's... When uh, this podcast blows up in the next, like, 15, 20 years, he'll, he'll be able to come on and say, I can re- I can interview him then, can I? And I can say, I had your mum on the podcast way back when. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he'll chuck me under the bus. <laughs> I'm sure but, he I mean, was. He, can, he, <laughs> he came for a little ride with me. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, he came with me last night and he was an absolute angel. For a four-year-old, I said, don't move, run a farm. You cannot move from that seat. And he didn't move a muscle. I mean, not even so much to turn the tablet onto the next video. I was like, you can, you can move your hands, <laughs> just don't leave the cab. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. Right, final question for me is, uh, if you weren't driving your truck, what would you be doing? Um, I think I would still be in an office. Um, like I said, I've done eight years of care and it's a very hard bearing job that, um, and those that do it for years and years and years, the hats off to them because that's harder. In my opinion, that is harder than truck driving. Um, but I, I do generally think I would still be in an office. Yeah. Nine to five. Yeah. Easy life. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's more the, like it's the stability of the hours and you know where you are. Um, I mean, we don't have that as yeah. lorry drivers. Tonight's a fine example. Um, but oh, yeah. I think you go into that office at nine o'clock, you start work, you finish at five, that's you done. Whereas with yeah. this and with caring, you go out and you, you could be out hours, or you could be out minutes. It, it, you just don't know. No, no, you don't. It, you don't. Jobs like this and caring, it's hours are just non-existent. You just work when you're told to work and then that's it yeah you're out there to do a job at the end of the day aren't you and if it takes you one hour or ten hours you, you've got to do it whereas I think sometimes yeah. like having that experience of working in an office you're like oh I can push that I'll do that tomorrow even though you've got deadlines to meet and it's still a pretty hard job and I'm not I'm not not saying that because um the job I had was pretty uh full-on and it was um it was a lot of work but I knew what jobs I could put off till another day to prioritise yeah. the bigger jobs I had to do. And you're like, oh, well, I finish in 15 minutes, so I'll just do that tomorrow. Whereas we can't just go, oh, bugger it, I'll, uh, I'll deliver that tomorrow because uh, I'm going home in 10 minutes. <laughs> I mean, it'd be handy if we could, <laughs> like... Drivers that try. I mean, it'd be handy if we could, but <laughs> but you just, you just can't, can you? No, no, you definitely can't. So, right... I'll say thank you very much. I, I really do. Appreciate thank you it. for having me. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. We'll have to do it again soon. Yeah, no, absolutely. Give me six more months, and I'm sure I'll have about 40 more crashes to tell you about. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more drama to add. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's always drama. There's always drama. So, oh, right, absolutely. Drama, and this is drama follows me around. Yeah, I've been done. This has been Behind the Wheel Podcast, and thank you for listening.